0: Hi, good morning all, and welcome to this podcast. My name is Red K, and the guest we have over here is none other than Greg Akuna. Greg, tell us something about you. Well, I'm originally from Los
1: Angeles. I moved to India in 2001 to write a novel. Uh, I fell in love with Goa, and I've been there for 17 years. I'm a writer, director. uh, Sometimes I work in IT, managing projects. And for the last four years, I'm a game
0: developer. Oh, so you have been around for a while. Like from, you have done a lot of things. Uh, you, I remember last night we talked about that you wanted to be the president of US.
1: Yeah, when I was eight years old, we wrote a, a letter to different politicians, and I wrote to the United States Senator from California, and I asked him when he was going to run for president. And he wrote back. Like, I was one of the few kids who got a letter back. And Mm -hmm. at the end of the letter, he said he wasn't going to run for president, but was wondering when I was going to run for president. And uh, I was very serious. For about uh, almost 11 years of my life, I was really preparing to be a politician. And then I worked for a presidential candidate. I traveled around the U.S. and became very disillusioned. Because I'm uh, always been a dreamer. I always looked at the world and thought we can do much better than this. That the world can be fairer and safer, and cleaner and better for everybody. And uh, so I became a writer. You know, politicians, to me, didn't seem to be doing much of anything.
0: Yeah. So that's that's a very like stubborn thought to be to become a president. Like I, I don't I don't have a lot of friends that want to be president. Like the, uh, it's a very direct way to serve your purpose that, as you said, you want, to, you want the world to be better. It's a very direct way, instead of you know, opening a company and like, what Elon Musk does.
1: Yeah, I, I think the thing is, is that, you know, when I was young, I looked at it and I thought, you know, this was the person who really had the power to make the world a better place. And I'm, in many ways, I, I feel very hopeful for the world. But in some ways, I I feel fairly cynical. I look at the president and I realize there are so many powers that control the people who seem to be in power. Uh, And so, in many ways, I feel like the combination of being a writer, being a storyteller, you know, to get people thinking about things. And now as a game developer, there are other ways to... um, get people thinking and changing the way they do things Hmm. and to a large extent I I enjoy working and doing things for young people because I feel I'm I'm more hopeful about the next generation I think that young people still have the chance to look at the world with new eyes and change themselves and then change the world whereas you know those of us who are older are kind of set in our ways it's a little Hmm. more difficult for us to to look at the world differently
0: so from what i can understand is uh like uh you are an artist and you don't have a particular canvas you have you want like you have lot of interest, like as you said president uh, then you uh, you were also in animation and films right and then you are now in game development so all these are your canvases but your purpose is very fixed to empower people
1: yeah i think that um for many years i mean i've the 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 basic idea behind the project that I'm working on came to me over 20 years ago. So I was on the internet long before anybody called it internet. Before there were web browsers, we were using user groups. we were using video conferencing to communicate internationally. And in the early days of, perks of w-
0: being in U.S. What's that? Perks of being in U.S. You actually,
1: do, actually, I think that I traveled most of my life. I've I, most of my adult life I've spent outside the U.S. And I think exactly. that one of the reasons that drove me to find the technology was it was the only way to easily communicate with friends and family when I was traveling around the world. So mm-hmm. I, I got lucky to, you know, to be exposed to that technology very early. And because I was traveling, I think traveling really makes you look at the world differently. Traveling? Yeah. I, different well, I think the thing is, is that when, when you go different places and you realize that every place people have their, their way of doing things. Yeah. And when you see that, it helped me understand that there's not a right way. Yes. Okay, there's just different ways. Hmm. And a lot of places, they think that their way is the right way. But in fact, they just haven't been exposed and understand that people have different ways of doing it. They're not right or wrong. They're just different. Hmm. And I think that really changed the way I looked at the world. And then, like I said, in the early days of web browsers... I realized that this tool, the internet, Hmm. had the opportunity to change everything. And my view of changing everything is a little bit different than many people because I saw it as a way to connect people based on common interests. And so my dream was about creating a platform where young people, especially young people, could connect based on cooperation and collaboration. And people think I'm joking, but I'm not. I really believe that what we're building is the beginning of creating world peace. That when a generation of young people use a platform that's really fun, but where they're helping each other learn and they're building things together, yeah. that the world changes because suddenly mm. you have friends everywhere. Mm. Right? You you don't look at somebody as being from another country or another religion, or another race. Yeah. They're your friend because you've yeah. you've done stuff together. You've built things together, mm. so that's that I think is really important for the long term, you know, good of the planet and the people. Uh, just,
0: like, I'll just mute my laptop over oh, yeah. here. Did it? Did we get cut off or... Uh, no, no, oh, no you we muted were, it. Okay. Uh, you know, it just narrates the time every time. Oh, okay, no problem. Yeah. So uh, I got goosebumps when you said world peace. I mean, that's that's a. Uh, very different, uh, you know, place to be than you are right now. In yeah, I think that one of the things, and again, it was something that, you know, um,
1: I was a, the keynote speaker for both my junior high school and my high school graduation. Mm-hmm. And I, strangely enough, I chose the same topic for both. I talked about man's inhumanity to man. Because one of the problems in the world is we, there are a lot of people who think peace isn't possible. They, they've looked at the, the, they, the past, they look at history and they say, oh, we've always had wars. We've always had violence. Mm. And actually, if you, number one, when you look at things, especially if you look at it in cosmic time, you humans have been around for a snap of the fingers. Yeah. Right. If you look at our evolution again, it's just a, it's a small thing. And if you look at how we've evolved over the last just hundreds of years.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, it, there have been massive changes. Yeah. Right? If you told people 300 years ago that royalty would basically disappear, you know, they would say that's impossible. Yeah. But if you look at the world today, kings and queens for most intents and purposes don't really exist anymore. Yes. Right? So I truly believe that, you know, that it's possible for people to realize that war helps nobody. No matter what your disputes are, no matter what your desires are, um, only a few people, very powerful few people benefit from war. Yeah, it's quite like selfish. It's, it's only yeah, no, no, there, there, there are crazy, selfish people, and there, in my opinion, there are only a few. I believe that the vast majority of people are very, very similar. They want to have a decent life. Hmm. They want to have a better life for their children. Hmm. They want to live safely, peacefully, with some hope. Yeah. And I've been around all over the world. And everywhere I go, people treat me nicely. And I really believe that that's what most people are. Of course, there are uh, a very small number of people who are, I don't know, for lack of a better word, I, I almost think that they're insane that they they're so narrow minded in their greed and their selfishness yeah. that they cause themselves and the world horrible harm. Yeah. And unfortunately they're able to persuade another small group of people. Like if you see like all the protests of uh, in 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 hot spots around the world and everything it 's actually just a small group of people yeah it's, it's very small people that are that are taking on that violence yeah and it 's everywhere mm. it's not i mean for all for all the finger pointing that people say it 's over there mm. it 's everywhere, everywhere we go, everywhere oh. we see mm. there is a small element of of people who are not being nice
0: yeah. So we say that uh, we blame on that because they are illiterate. Uh, that's why they are like this. But I don't think so. It's a matter of intelligence. Uh, I don't think so. It's a matter of intelligence. It has more to do with perception.
1: Well, I think the thing is, is that education is one of the most important parts of it. Yeah. Uh, it's much easier to convince people um, of things that really aren't true when they haven't been educated. So if they can't read, if they, if they, can't read, hmm. uh, if they uh, haven't been informed about how to think logically, how to, to go through an argument, if they haven't really been taught to question, a big part of what I'm trying to do is create platforms not to tell people what to do, but really to inform them of critical thinking. Yes, Okay. changing to, their perception. Not, but again, I think they have to change the perception. What I, I believe is the key thing is having an open mind and the ability to ask, is that true? Yeah. Most people see things and they have an emotional reaction and they just say, oh, it makes me feel good. That guy is telling me my country is the best hmm. or my religion is the best. That must be true because it makes me feel good. right? And when you get to critical thinking, you say... Is what he's saying really true? Is it is what he's saying
0: really helpful to me or to my world? Yeah, that's a very subtle way, and uh, like that is like I had similar. I, I'll I'll be honest. We have shared similar interests uh, to impact the world uh, in the same way that you said, like through peace and all that, instead of uh, having like opening a business and all that. I'm not very direct into business. My purpose is also fixed that to help people, and uh, I think that will be that will make my wa- life worthful than selling a product and you know making it the hottest product. So uh, and I had I was going in a different way where uh, like I was imposing my perception on people, but after this talk, after what you said, like uh, to present it, and it's now their choice whether to accept it or not. I think that's that,
1: yeah, I th- there's a few things that, that I, I want to I say understand. in response to what you've said. Is uh, number one, um, you know, there's a there's a saying, and often when you have sayings that are very true, they sound cliche. Uh, but the saying uh, that it's better to give than to receive. Uh, as I've gotten older, I've become more and more convinced that this is a amazing truth. That the joy that you get when you help others. Yeah makes you feel so good and i really believe that it's the key to saving the world that i believe one of the most significant problems the world faces is that we've gotten so busy and to some extent greedy Hmm. that we don't have the time and the energy to help each other yeah and when we do help each other Mm -hmm. it makes us feel so good i know and that spreads yeah. you know when you 're smiling and you 're being nice to other people, then they smile and they be nice so it 's really a matter of rediscovering the wonderful selfish joy hmm. that we get yeah uh, from from helping others. but the other part of that is I believe that that 's the future, and so i don 't see business as being incompatible with compassion and empathy and helping others. I believe that as the years go by, people are realizing more and more Hmm. that those kind of products, the products that are good for the planet, the products that are good for our children, uh, the products that make us feel better, Hmm. are in fact more important than the fleeting pleasures of little junk things that we buy or or those kind of things. So so I don't see them as incompatible.
0: So uh, like on this note, let's, let's talk about acting kindly. Okay. Let's, let's talk about how you get, got into game industry, the game development.
1: Yeah, like I said, 20 years ago, I had this concept that, if, that the internet would be a, a bridging place. Hmm. See, I... Uh, when, okay, so I'll tell you this thing in just a moment. So uh, back then, I, I started... I had a website called peacelings.net. It was a long time ago. It was short-lived, but it was like this idea... And then about 12, 13 years ago, I had finished writing a novel in India, and a few animation companies approached me about wanting to do an animated TV show. And I came up with a concept that was connected to what we were doing, which was an animation live-action TV show about four animated aliens come and meet four live-action kids who are from all over the world. So it's all different colors. Yeah. And they interact with each other doing uh, different activities that are all about kind of getting to know the world, hmm. breaking down barriers, hmm. and all of that. So that was a very big project, about 125 people worked on it uh, wow. across the world. We did. Uh, we had a team of 60 animators in Mumbai. I worked oh. with a live action crew with four amazing kids in Los Angeles. Uh, Saroj Khan did the choreography. Saroj Khan. Yeah, did the choreography with me for the, for the, the pilot episode. We were on the cover of a national animation magazine in India. We signed with one of the top entertainment agents in the world in London and that was in the late summer early fall of 2008 and the world economy went into the toilet for yeah, bit, lack of a better word and um, <laughs> it was one of the worst years of my life because we thought we were so close. I lost most of my life savings and uh, it was a hard time. So, um,
0: Is this still out there? Can, can we find that video? You can find some
1: little pieces of it on like our website, and you'll you'll find a little it was episodic, so a little one or three three minute little pieces of the thing, and it was just a pilot. It wasn't like it wasn't uh, polished and finalized. It was something just to get funding, so that never happened. And then four years ago, I took my daughter out of school uh, when she was um, uh, what is she like twelve? Okay, and um, I. Just was never satisfied with the schools. I didn't feel like she was really learning. Hmm. And what was worse is I felt like she, was, uh, she wasn't She was learning to like learning. She didn't like learning. No. I
0: completely agree with you. Yes. So I took
1: her out of school. And at first we were starting homeschooling with a curriculum. But I was doing a lot of research about education. I came across this concept called unschooling. Unschooling. Yeah. So in unschooling, there's different philosophies of it. Mine is fairly simple. Uh, I, I read a lot of stuff and I came up with this very simple view that you teach a child to be passionate about whatever they're interested in. Hmm. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, and at that time, my daughter, uh, and to still some extent, even after four years, she's very passionate about mermaids.
0: Mermaids. She
1: wanted to be a mermaid. She had like a mermaid <laughs> tail. And um, so you teach them to be passionate. And you teach them how to learn on their own. And then you let, literally let them do anything they want. Yeah. So there are no rules. There's no curriculum. There's nothing she has to do or not have to do. And people are like shocked. Oh, my God. How will she get a job? So now she's 15. Four years later, she's 15. Uh, I'm very proud of her. Because this form of learning is insanely cool. It, there's, there's, no, there's no comparison Hmm. To any other form of education that I've seen. At 15, if I took her to Mumbai today, she would get a very well paying job as an assistant video editor because she's been a filmmaker. She has a YouTube channel uh, called Hey It's Dunya. Uh, she has just reached 5,000 subscribers. Wow, at uh, this age. Yeah, she.
0: I, ha- I have eleven subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> she
1: she has, uh, she edits video okay. in three packages, including Adobe Premiere. Uh, she just recently taught herself After Effects to do effects. Uh, she's taught herself Photoshop. This year, she's done. She taught herself ukulele. Her channel has a lot of music videos. She, she sings and dances, wow. but she writes. Produces. She did a mermaid TV show. She did several episodes of a little YouTube show where she got her friends together and they created a drama, and it was a lot of it's very kid-like. Hmm. But she's learned so much. So, anyways, when when she was unschooling, I'm, I went. It was a very roundabout way of getting to acting kindly. Yeah. So when okay. she was unschooling, uh, she and I were doing some 3D modeling. 3D and modeling. One, yeah. One day, I thought maybe I should go back and look at gaming again. Because when we were doing the TV show, Mm. the idea was always to do a virtual world, a a world where kids could meet online and have empowering activities. Yes. And what I realized is in five or six years, the game industry had totally changed. Mm. Uh, The tools for making games had become free for indie developers, powerful tools. And the distribution had become democratized. So the App Store, the Play Store, and Steam made it possible for game developers to go straight to the audience. Yeah. Uh, so I started back on my virtual world idea, which is called Zarbol. And it's an educational universe. But for the first year, I made very little progress. All right. uh, the problem, I see it, is number one, we live in an app world. People yeah. like little thing, tiny projects. Got it. And my project is really massive. It's, hmm. it's, it's like literally creating a universe that touches almost everything that young people like to do. Yeah, wow. so, so it's we, out
0: there. It's, uh, it's, it's well, we've created,
1: we've created a prototype. We haven't released it. Oh, right. But for the first year that I was working on it, we made almost no progress. I, a lot of ideation, a lot of learning. And at that point, I uh, had taken a spot at an incubator in Ahmedabad. And suddenly, I had given a presentation at a Maker's Fest, hmm. and a young teenager came up and was just really excited about what I was doing. He said, you know, he, he, he said something like, you need to do something for the community right here. That young teenager said Yeah, this. it was like a 16-year-old, right. 15, 16-year-old. Okay. And he, he just said something. and It wasn't really connected in the way that he thought it was, hmm. but he, he said something like, oh, can you do something with our community here that I can you know, be part of? Yeah. And that oh. stuck in my head. Mm. And within a couple of days, I came up with a concept for a card game. And the idea was to create something, number one, that I could produce on my own,
0: mm.
1: without any money, very low tech, very simple. Yeah. And number two, that would be a game that embodied the whole idea of what I was trying to do. Mm. So it was a game that you would play out in public, Got where it. the players would interact with strangers. Yeah they would break down the barriers they would create connections they would spread kindness and joy and that's how acting kindly got started so, so uh, yeah
0: a lot of people have a very narrow minded thought towards games when we say games at least the young generation right now they they think it's it's pubg it's it's video games and all that and uh, when you when people like you who want to change the world uh, like you know spread peace kindness and all that uh, if there are people like you similar to you in the world, and uh, they want to do the same thing, then they they won't look at games. Because as I said, they have a different perception of games, which is video games, like it's very techy. But your card game is uh, physical, right? So it's, uh, I think people are more accessible physically than on internet. Because there are a lot of people over here, and I don't, I don't think so I'll be able to uh, interact with them as quickly as, you know, going to them right now and giving them a card. Or you know, uh, making them play the game with me. You're acting kindly. So I think uh, game is quite gaming is quite broad, broader than just uh, video games or just the tech part of it.
1: Yeah. No. And I think the thing is, is it you know if you look at, and again, it's one of the reasons I love working with kids, is that if you look, if you go to any place and you just sit back and you watch kids, hmm. you know they're constantly playing games. Yeah. You know, sometimes they're playing games that they've been taught. Uh, either by their parents or by their friends, Mm. but often they just make up games or they take games that they know and they change the rules and they do all sorts of things. And games are super powerful. Uh, They're super powerful experiences. Part of the premise behind my work is, number one, I believe that our brains work differently when we're playing games. All right. Okay, and I don't know if it's a chemical reaction or, you know, if it's some kind of adrenaline rush or what it is, but I just believe that there's a sense of freedom and joy, and I would recommend to anybody listening, there's a, I'm partly influenced by, there's a book called Reality is Broken by Jane McGonigal. All right. Uh, and she explores, you know, some massive games, uh, video games, and talks about how the joy you get playing that, that game hmm. is so much better than the joy you have in the rest of your life. Got and her thing is, how can we learn from video games to try to get that joy in our work, yes. in our families, hmm. in our stuff. So, so that's part of it. The other part, and it, this is key to acting kindly. I've um, had this idea, and I did some research, and then we started creating the game, we started playtesting. I believe that when you perform an act of kindness or something silly with another person, Hmm. it's a very special bonding experience. So you can go with a stranger, and if you're in a game and you perform an act of kindness with somebody, you feel your Um, common humanity. Yes. And that's one of the key parts of acting kindly. Hmm. You know, acting kindly is partly about touching the lives of others, Mm. but the most powerful part of it is touching the lives of the other players. Yeah, And that's why we've come out with the newest version, which is Acting Kindly at School, uh, which we're packaging. It's now for sale in India. Uh, And that is a special experience that helps school children play a game that's super fun, but in a way where they're switching their teammates... They're switching partners. So much interaction. There's so much interaction, and there's so many different emotional parts to it. Yes. There, you're, you literally run through a whole series of different things mm-hmm. that run from very playful to suddenly full of energy to slowing down to creative. Uh, to, And it just does all these things, and it's a very special experience that I really believe helps every player... And in the end, helps schools. Got it. You know, there's a massive problem. You know, kids aren't learning very much in school hmm. because large, num- large amounts of time are being spent on behavioral problems, on bullying. And, you know, some studies say that the amount of time that kids are actually learning in the classroom is a fraction of the time they're there because oh. of all these things. So I we can need to relate to that. <laughs> What's that?
0: I wasn't a good student. I can relate to that.
1: Yeah, no, and it's... And, and we were as we were talking about earlier, is that education is so important. Yes. You know, education is the key to getting people out of poverty. It's the key of getting people to question the world in ways that can overcome things like war. Hmm. And so anything that's getting in the way of that is... It's really, it's, it's, it's super important. Yeah. Super important.
0: So when you said silly, uh, to be silly with, you know, to share that silliness with others, uh, I got a thought in my mind. Is it about being vulnerable, like with others?
1: I, I, it, it, it again, it's, is that for what different connects? people, it will be different. Yeah. For, a, for most people, it's about vulnerability. You're right. You, 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 if like one of the cards is sing, sing a silly song, okay. right? Now. <laughs> You get like you know two or three or whatever, depending on which version of the game you're playing, and you're in front of other people, and suddenly you break out in a silly song. Now, the first of all, this just kind of embarrassment, and yeah. then and there's a there's something that happens mm. in that vulnerability yeah. that connects you with other people. It's like, oh, you did it, Completely. I did it, we did yes. it together. Mm. So yeah, so it's 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 a a lot of that is, a, is about being vulnerable, and that vulnerability I think is one of the things that connects to our common humanity. One of my favorite yes. new pieces of science I've been reading a lot lately that the uh, that their geneticists are finding that somewhere between ninety nine point five and ninety nine point nine percent of our DNA as humans is identical.
0: Is identical.
1: Yeah. So between one-tenth of 1% one and one-half of
0: 1% one yeah. of our DNA is the only thing that makes us different. Got it. Uh, this gives me another thought that uh, still people say like everyone is different. You know, people, you know, you should treat different people differently. That's what people say. And uh, I, I agree with them. But I think what they are trying to say is uh, we are different in the sense of our experience the contents are different the essence is the same
1: yeah the thing is is that it's it's and this is a funny thing that people have a hard time for me it's it's funny that people have a hard time with this concept every human being is an individual yeah we're each different
0: hmm.
1: okay um you know we we i mean you look at it, there's there's you can look at me. There's nobody's going to confuse you and me when they see us. Yeah. Right?
0: Definitely. Yes. Right?
1: But the things that make you human. Hmm. Okay? And not even even people with disabilities, you know, if they're blind. I was going to one of the first things I was say, two eyes, a nose, a mouth. Yeah. All right? Okay, even those on some level are superficial. Yes. Okay? But yeah. your heart. Understood. Your yes. circulatory system, hmm. system. Your brain. Yes. The things that without them you cease to live. Got it. Mm. Those are the same. Yeah. And then, like I said, when you get down to this DNA thing Mm. and you realize how similar we are. Yeah. On that level. The rest is so superficial. Mm. And if you can think of the eyes and the nose and the tongue is superficial. Yeah. Then think about where you were born. Got it. Okay. A, a, A child... A woman who's pregnant, who, you know, it takes 24 hours to fly from any part of the world to any other part of the world. Yeah. So it means in one day, you could take somebody from India, fly them to America, and their baby is born an American. (laughs) How superficial is that?
0: Yeah, I understand.
1: Yes. Okay. So those things are all very, very superficial. And even things that I look at as fairly significant, like education... Hmm uh you know i think that you know you know i've been 7 years of university okay so okay. i look at the world differently i think differently so i would on that level hmm. i would be very different from a villager in the middle of india yeah but one of the greatest compliments i've ever uh ever been paid is my stepfather said that one of the things he loved the most about me was that i could talk to anybody
0: i can okay. agree with that Yes. Yeah, no,
1: you know, because I see that common humanity. Hmm. I've been. I used to. I. I was uh, staying in a village on the border in in India and in Bengal on the border of Bangladesh. Okay. And uh, I was there for a month. Uh, my my friend was doing uh working for an NGO, and hmm. I was just riding, and I would love getting on the bicycle and just riding through the middle of nowhere, and I would go through like villages that were maybe. Six or seven little houses, hmm. and everybody in the village would come out. And sometimes I would stop, and they couldn't speak yeah. to me, and I couldn't speak to them. <laughs> but but you I would smile share and share the you know.
0: emotions. Yes. Yeah, I mean,
1: there were other places in the villages where they did speak some English, and okay. we had great times. We had great times. We played cricket. We built rafts out of banana banana trees and floated around in wow. the pond. But yeah, so and that level you know there are differences there are we do have different desires we have different things obviously i'm not going to have intense discussions of religion or politics with a villager yes mm. okay but that's okay mm. that's okay i'm not going to spend a lot of time with them i don't need that mm. doesn't mean that i have to like or dislike, you know mm. like them mm. but i can see our common humanity yeah so and, you, know, you know. becoming a father I think that I always knew because I've always been a a, a kid, you know, friendly person. But I think that if when people realize that everybody Mm. loves their children Mm. in the same way. Yeah. You know, when Americans can look and say, hey, look, we just dropped a bomb on a building. Mm. And in that building was a father or a mother Mm. and their child died. Yeah. When you can think about that and realize, what would I feel? What would I feel if that happened? What kind of rage would I have? Yes. We need to do that to bridge that gap, to make us understand that they aren't different. Hmm. They love their children exactly the way we we do. Got it.
0: So uh, from all this, can we incur that it's uh, life is more about being union with others, being part of this universe. It's not about our own experience. Because every, every person has their own experience of this universe. But is it more about shared experiences? As you said, from your village experience. I, I
1: mean, for me it is because I think both um, in, the, in the minute. Hmm. You know, I lived uh, for almost 10 months in a Buddhist monastery in Thailand doing very intensive meditation and wow. yoga and 30 days of sil- uh, 10 days of silence every, every month.
0: Man, you've been around for a while.
1: I've been to almost, I think, 45 countries now. And, uh, but the thing is, is that I, I believe both in living in the moment and looking at the big picture. Yeah. When you look at the, you know, when I look at the, at the moment, I'm here, I'm sitting with you, mm-hmm. I'm thinking very small. I know that I have to go after this and give my pen drive to the guy where I'm giving my, my, my uh, presentation later. Yes. But that's all very small. And that's my life. The, and mm. it's important. Yes. When people say, oh, your problems aren't important, look at the people who are starving. Mm. I don't believe that. The person who's starving obviously has horrible problems. Yeah. It doesn't take away from you know, your challenges. Yes. But when you look at it in the big picture, my life is a snap of the fingers mm. and I'm food for worms. You know. Yes. So in that way, it's our connection to people. You know, my daughter is one of my legacies. Yeah. My work
0: mm.
1: is my legacy. Yes. I'm going to be gone. Mm. Okay. And in, in a few generations, I'll probably be completely forgotten. Mm. But I, I may tell people, and, and they sometimes think I'm, I'm joking, but I say that part of what I'm doing with Planet Earthlings, mm. my project, is I had this idea in my head that when I'm dying, If I get the chance to like die in bed and, you know, look at my, my family, I I want to be able to look at my daughter and say, I tried, I tried to leave the world a better place than I found it. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I like, sometimes I can be a a difficult person to be around. I'm not some saint. I'm not Mm. a saint. Got it. And in some ways I feel like I'm proud of that because I Mm. feel that, you know, we don't need saints yeah, we need peaceful warriors. Got it. You know, uh, you know, Gandhi wasn't somebody who just laid down and, and said, "Hey, you know, everything's going to be peaceful because I'm being peaceful in this moment." You know, yeah. You know, you went out there. We need people like that, like Martin Luther King, people who were really willing to put up the good His fight. Actions, His actions. Spoke. Yeah, action, because you know, and and again, I mean, I understand people. There are people. There was when I was living in the monastery. We had this idea that to change the world, you have to change yourself.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, and I understand that, but I don't know that that's the solution. It's, it's, it's a question. And one of the things that I think that I bring to the discussion is I don't believe that there are answers. There are no simple answers. Life is complicated. Yes. I don't believe that I know anything Hmm. and I, and I'm proud of that Hmm. because I believe that the sense of knowing Hmm. really gets in the way of the sense of paying attention Hmm to what things are and um, one really important thing in my head I, one of there was a thing that happened last year uh, there was a I don't know you know about the white supremacist uh, protest that went really bad in America no. about a little bit more than a year ago and one one guy got in his car and he drove through a crowd of people oh, and that's... one woman died Heather Heyer and one of her last posts on Facebook was something I'm paraphrasing uh, was something like if you're not angry you're not paying attention and that's the thing is that that's I funny. don't I, I I don't believe in wallowing all the time in anger and depression yeah but it's it's hard it's hard not to
0: hmm. if
1: you're not paying attention to the world
0: hmm.
1: you know then I don't think that we can change it
0: so again, uh, it's more about being part of the world than being st- standing out, right? It's, it's not about being different, it's about sharing it, it's, it's about being part of it.
1: For me it is, and, and again, it's, I, I'm a, I, I look at my life as a conundrum. Like I sometimes joke about you know, being very antisocial. I mm-hmm. love my time alone. Yeah, uh, I, I love, you know, I'll go to, like, parties and I'll be the guy kind of sitting there just, you know, without... I'm not very good at chit-chat. I'm not good at small-time conversation. So, I, to me, there are no rules. You know, if you feel like medi- going into a cave and meditating the rest of your life, yeah. I'm not going to tell you that that's wrong.
0: Mm.
1: Okay? It Got takes it. all kinds of people to make the world. Yes. Okay? Um, but when people tell me that they know, mm. that they know how to do it... Mm. That that bothers me because I I don't know that we know and I think we really do have to be a little bit more open minded. Got it. Uh, I don't think that we have to accept atrocities. Yes. Uh, but we have to be open minded to try to understand people and what they're doing. So that's the basic. That's for me. It is for yes. m- for me. It is. It's um. You know, I think that you know, it's one of those another cliche that you know the. The, the more you learn, the less you know. Hmm. Uh, I think as I've gotten older, I've yeah. really yeah. gotten yeah. to the point where I don't feel like I am certain about anything. Hmm. You know, I, I do things and I go through, and in any given day, I go through such a wide range of emotions hmm. from incredible joy and happiness to depression and anger.
0: Hmm.
1: And... um and i find just paying attention to it you know helps me look at things and understand things a little bit better each day all right so
0: man you've been around for a while you've been uh, first of all you, you were in politics then uh, you studied debating in harvard mm-hmm. and then you came to india uh, you, you were a writer then you were into films and now you're into games mm-hmm. so yeah so where can people find you well I, I'm, I'm
1: easy to find on social social media so, so that's uh, greg my Acuna, right? my yeah greg acuña a c u uh, n a our website is planetearthlings.org yes. and uh, people are welcome to email me uh, find us on the website i'll put uh, your
0: information in the description please do and please do yes. and, I,
1: and one of the things that i tell people is i love helping people I try to take out at least some time every day hmm. to do something to help others because it makes me feel really good. Um, I'm extremely busy, so I get annoyed when people waste my time. Yes. Okay, I like when, you know, for some reason I get like young men in, from India and Facebook who just like to say hi. Okay. You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm busy. You, is that You know, me? it's like, hi, what, okay, what, well, can I help you? Yeah. Right, you just need to say hi. Okay, hi, goodbye. You know, it's okay. uh, so it's 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 a funny thing because I really believe in compassion and trying to be empathetic, but I also realize I'm a human being, and if I'm annoyed, I'm annoyed. Yeah. Right, and uh, you know, I I I got a, a simple thing just as an example in parting, is that uh, somebody who I'm an open networker, so very often people will connect with me, and I'll connect, and somebody sent me a link. Yeah. in a chat message. I'm like, what is that? He said, watch it. <laughs> no, I just asked, what is it? Okay. Yeah. I, if I would have wanted to watch it, I would have watched it in the I first know. place. I wouldn't have asked, what is it? Yeah. And he, he, wh- he did it again. And I said, look, I'm going to give you one last chance and I'm about to defriend you. <laughs> and okay. I said, tell me what it is and why you want me to watch it. Hmm. And it's, for me, that's common courtesy. Yeah, But a lot of that stuff, communicating has become so easy you know and it's funny because i i'm a writer i don't believe there are good words or bad words hmm. but like i get really annoyed by sms speak you know I it's like seen. come on you can it and this comes from when sms's you know you paid for sms's you know one rupee an sms yeah you know now you don't pay for them you can now write you yes. a long sms with real words in it <laughs> Yeah. So. <laughs> anyways so it's that's just traveling. little little thing for people who are contacting me if i can help i'll try if i can't help i'll say if I'm busy, I'll say, and I'll say when I can get back to them.
0: Yes. So, can we buy Acting Kindly right now?
1: Yeah. So, on the website, uh, there is a link. Uh, it's I think it's Planet Earthling slash Buy Dash in India, something like that. Right. You'll find it on the website. Uh, the Acting Kindly at School game is for sale, either individual decks mm-hmm. or the classroom pack, which is a beautiful box that comes with 15 decks for a whole classroom of yeah. 30 kids, and it comes with a great booklet. And you can get the new uh, Kindness Aliens app hmm. on uh, the App Store and the Play Store. Yeah. And for that, you'll need a one of our the back of one of our cards, and okay. you can print that from our website.
0: Got it. So, if if there is there any school out there that wants wants this pack, please contact Greg. Uh, it's a really good game. Acting kindly. Thank you. So, yeah, I, I think it will be safe to say my trip to Hyderabad is redeemed just from this talk. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so it much. Very, time very time kind of you. Thank you so much for this.
1: My pleasure. All the best. Yes.
0: Cheers. Signing off. Oh, that was funny.
1: Was so funny about my rib, My elbow is when I fell. I fell really hard. I thought I... Like might have broken uh, something on one of bones. I went like literally my legs just came out from under me, and oh I just really? came smashing down. And uh, I'm sure I'm gonna, tomorrow I'm going to be sore, but I didn't even realize that. You know, then I looked over and there was just blood pouring from my elbow, and I can't really see it, but it's like some kind of cut. But it thought these guys I tried thought it was like skin that was open, yeah. but not. Uh, I think it's just a cut but uh, I went over there to get the thing and I forgot my phone. Yeah. And this guy kind of grabbed me. He said, no, 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 we go to first aid. I said, no, I'm having an interview. No, no, we <laughs> go to first aid. So he was being so nice that I didn't want to say no. Yeah. And I went down and they had like four guys there like cleaning it with Detol and like putting it on. Yeah. They wanted to put a big bandage on it. I said, no, no, no. But hopefully it'll at uh, least stop, stop bleeding. Okay, what time is you, it?
0: Uh, it's
1: 11, Oh shoot, did I miss the beginning of his talk? I don't know.
0: What
1: time was it? I'm trying to figure out, let's see, 10.45. Let me just, I think it's right over here. I want to, There's a guy that I've been interacting with.